listening to the Retail Razor Show, where your expert hosts and their guests cut through the clutter in retail and retail tech to shape the future of retail. Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 11 of the Retail Razor Show. I'm your host, Ricardo Belmar. And I'm your co-host, Casey Golden. Welcome to the Retail Razor Show. Retail's favorite podcast for product junkies, commerce technologists, and everyone else in retail and retail tech alike. We're back with another incredible retail transformer as our guest this week. Yes, and I'm so excited to have with us someone who is transforming how retailers and brands embrace the new world of commerce with 3D, AR, VR, and mixed reality. If you're a retailer or a brand trying to experiment with the metaverse or just trying to give your e-commerce an edge with more visual product pages and 3D visuals of your products or just you know looking for ways to incorporate your products digitally in other channels using 3D technology, this episode is for you. So let's welcome our amazing guest, Ashley Crowder, co-founder and CEO of Ventana, the 3D infrastructure platform that is making 3D accessible across design, development, sales, and marketing. Welcome, Ashley. It's great to have you here with us today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. So just to start off, can you introduce yourself and share a little bit about how you got here and why Ventana? Yeah, so my background's in engineering. I went to USC Engineering School, which actually has a partnership with the military called ICT, where they fund research in 3D, AR, VR technology. So I got involved in the space 15 years ago and was like, this is going to change the world. This is amazing. But there was no career path back then to do this sort of thing. So ended up co-founding Ventana with my friend Ben. And, you know, 10 years ago, Again, like phones couldn't do AR, web couldn't do 3D. So we were building location-based mixed reality experiences for brands like Adidas, Nike, Lexus, and others. And, you know, we built a profitable business doing that, but nobody ever had the right 3D models for web-based or game engine applications. Um, we would get these huge manufacturing design files that would take days or sometimes weeks of manual 3D artist time to fix and convert. And so we started writing software to help automate all this work for ourselves. And then in 2019, we said, you know what, now that everyone's phone can do some pretty decent AR, every web browser can support 3D content, we should take this software we wrote for ourselves and launch it as a platform to make it easy for anybody to instantly embed, share 3D at scale, you know, anywhere they want. So That's long great. story short. <laughs> so Ashley, why don't you tell us a little bit, how do companies use Ventana? Yeah. So today we work with a lot of apparel and footwear brands who design in 3D today. So apparel tends to use Clo and Browseware. Footwear tends to be Keyshot Moto. Some people use 3DS Max. Whatever program you're using, the minute you start to have, you know, hundreds or some of our clients, thousands of 3D assets, some of their IT infrastructure starts to break down. So most of their existing PLM or DAM systems were only built for 2D assets. And so, you know, they're kind of in this quandary of like, how do I easily manage and distribute these 3D designs within my internal company just for line planning, reviews, merchandising? How can I easily share them with buyers so I can replace physical samples? And then, you know, how do I get them on e-com? So 
that's really what our software comes in. So we wrote patented algorithms that can take these really big 3D files and shrink them down up to 99%, but they still look the same. So we can help you meet whatever specs of whatever end use case you're trying to go to with 3D. So we get rid of all that manual work. And then it's all housed in our cloud content management system, which you can integrate into your existing DAM, PLM, or other platforms. So you don't have to replace your IT infrastructure as an organization. You can just quickly upgrade what you have to handle 3D at scale. That's awesome. Wow. So can you tell us a little bit about you know, what kind of results your customers are getting? Because just listening to you now, I'm just automatically thinking of that there has to be a pretty sizable time savings right in any of these kind of activities with, with what you're allowing your customers to do. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're definitely built for that, that scale problem. You know, a lot of people might start with a POC and they're like, oh, we, we did it ourselves. We did 10 3D models. You're like, great. You know, cl- clients like Hugo Boss launch 40,000 products a year. You need some automated software to, to be able to do that. So most clients start using us within that design and development process. So w- within that, people like VF Corp, they've been able to upload 2,500 assets, in a couple of minutes, they have all the shareable links and file formats they need to deploy in any end use case application. So I know, you know, other clients like Adidas, they were able to accomplish in one hour what used to take them six weeks of wow. manual work. So definitely huge time saving. And then kind of the next step is people are, are using us to replace physical samples. So you can quickly, you know, with a click of a button, create a 3D line sheet you can share with a buyer. And so we have other clients like this children's clothing brand. They've been able to fully replace their physical samples with using our software. And so they're saving about $100,000 per season. And 4.4 tons of carbon, which is pretty cool uh, that they calculated. And so, you know, that's all in that before you even get to the consumer experience. And then Mm -hmm. the consumer experience, 3D just gives them such a better understanding of the product. Clients like Stodd saw returns decrease up to 60%, which is pretty amazing. And then we've had other, you know, diesels use us live on their e-com site. They saw the average cart value increase really significantly and the conversion rate increase with 3D. So yeah, it, it really helps you across your entire product life cycle. That, that, that's amazing. I mean, you know, <clears throat> we, we focused on that customer side of it in the intro, but just hearing all of the things that you mentioned, there really is a, a powerful impact just across the business. E- even, you know, you mentioned the carbon savings. So there's even a sustainability impact. There's an environmental impact. You've got operational process savings. It sounds like, you know, I lo- lo- love the example of replacing physical samples because then there's automatic cost savings as well. And we always hear in media reports, right, with this kind of technology, just the customer facing piece, but you're highlighting a lot of other internal process areas that really create a lot of savings. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, I still talk to brands all the time with, you know, samples are always late right? <laughs> they're always paying, they're always late. And even I was talking with this footwear client saying, you know, some retailers don't want to meet in person anymore. You know, everybody got used to working from home. And I think it was REI, don't hold me to that. But they were like, yeah, we don't want to do internal, just like send us your digital stuff. Well, like, how do you stand out? Like being able to show, you know, true 3D interactive models and AR, it's like it's sitting on your desk, you know? And 
we've got other people who, you know, you might always still make a few samples, but you don't need to make all the colorways. So maybe you have one shoe or one article of clothing, but then all your colorways are in 3D and you can share, you know, that 3D configurator with them. So yeah, there's huge benefits. And we, we actually did a really great case study with Merrill as well. So, you know, they estimate about 81% cost savings and one month increased speed to market using Ventana. So that, that speed to market is really important too. Because yeah, you know, all that back and forth with before a physical sample, you make a sample, you ship it. Well, I want these changes, go make another sample. Well, now that can happen so much faster, you know? I mean, it's the speed to market is a really big deal. Just being able to get through that process faster. I mean, I feel I would go to market literally with 250 printed CADs. Wow. (laughs) I don't have samples yet. And we definitely did not sample the entire line. Right. Like you'll get to see that later, like in like four months, I need to sell it in now. And so literally sitting there with little pieces of paper and clothes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Servants together. So a lot of people don't really realize what, people are doing at work before the customer ever sees a product oh yeah like a year and there are hard jobs (laughs) yeah (laughs) and very and very very oftentimes still archaic in a lot of ways do you have a focus point kind of where you start with the company to say like this is where you can kind of get the biggest roi out of the challenges that you're that they're trying to solve because i'm sure that when you go in to talk to a brand for the first time you're able to identify really where, what challenges or where in their business you can kind of make the highest impact for like a day one project. So if our listeners are, are thinking about this and find it intriguing, where do people start and start at an, in a way that they can get that ROI? Yeah. So we're generally starting with brands when they are designing in 3D. So they're using Clo Browseware, you know, Keyshot, Moto, one of these programs. If you're not there yet, that's where I would start. So if you are an apparel company, look into Clo and Browseware. Those are like the two, you know, best programs. They each, you know, they're they're different, but they're both great. So so check them out. For footwear, you can generally get Rhino files from your manufacturer. And you're taking those into a program like Keyshot, I, I think is much easier to use than Moto. But in Keyshot, you can do the uppers and, and create all your different colorways. So, so I would start there. We also sometimes help create 3D models for people who are just getting started. So sometimes brands are like, yeah, like we're starting 3D, but like we don't have enough bandwidth. We have one 3D person for all this stuff. So so we we can help create 3D models for you. And then we're really you know, we really were with that like design and B2B sale. That's where everybody starts. Because if you could say, look, I'm going to reduce my samples by X, I can increase speed to market by Y. That's a very clear value proposition for your organization. And then, you know, that that kind of next step is using it for e-commerce. So once you have 3D models on Ventana, we help you get them anywhere you want. And, and it's all included. It's instant. One of the big things I'm really excited about is our our work with Google. And so we're starting, well, one, if you have a 3D viewer on your e-commerce website, we can make sure Google sees that 3D model, just like Google mm-hmm. sees the 2D images and videos mm-hmm. that help SEO. 
they can now see the 3D models, which will help with your SEO. And then we can also, we've got early access to publish 3D to Google search. So, you know, there it's not available to everybody yet. They're doing some maybe testing. But if you were to search for, you know, just an example like Meryl Shoe, like you might see a 3D version of that. And so far, they're seeing a 6% higher click-through rate with 3D <laughs> compared oh, to wow. 2D. Uh, it's a great way for Google to be pushing innovation. Yeah, and it's just organic search to start right. with. So, right. And it makes sense. I mean, 3D is just the, it's the next evolution of digital content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Yeah. So just thinking about that, I mean, do you see 3D content like this for uh, as sort of a becoming the standard asset that replaces the, the 2D versions, it, especially once you layer in what Google's doing on search for that, you know, plus anyone working with you that's putting this content on their e-commerce site? Do you, do you see this becoming the standard? Because it's going to, you, know, you mentioned the stat that I picked up on earlier about lowering your return rates from this, which has become huge now for online retailers. So do, you, do you think this is going to be the new standard? A hundred percent. I mean, it's uh, think about like when when web first started supporting video, right? And now it's like if you don't have video as a brand, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> like that. That's like right. everywhere, yeah. everywhere. So three D is is that next evolution, right? It, it's just more interactive. It's more engaging. It's showing the product better. On top of that, like if you we always talk about three D as the highest level asset. If you have a three D model, I can create all the 2D content I want. So, you know, I can generate a product shot from every angle automatically. You know, we're, our team, just like the rest of the world is like fascinated by all this AI technology that's now out there. And we're playing Mm -hmm. around with like, okay, well, like I I have this 3D model of this stod purse. Can I automate 2D images of this purse on a bar, this purse on a yacht? Like, can I automatically generate all these product lifestyle shots? Like, this is where all this is going, right? Right, uh, right. And at the end of the day, it's going to be huge cost savings and better consumer And experience. better time to market with that. Yeah. Yeah. So then let's let's keep going on, on that theme. So in addition to the 3D versions of the product becoming sort of the standard asset, let's say, for e-commerce, we've already kind of talked about and hinted at a few other uses for that that you brought up where, what do you think is next? What do you think comes after that? What's the next thing that you see retailers going for once you have all of this capability? Yeah. And I mean, again, I think, you know, step one, it's, it's speeding up to the design process. It's resulting in better products with better fit because 3D just gives you, you know, that better initial design to work off of. You're replacing samples. So you're saving money, increasing speed to market, reducing carbon footprint. And then 3D on, Ecom is reducing returns, increasing conversion rate. But then we can go into all these virtual worlds, right? Like, so I'm sure many of you right. read the, the Wall Street Journal article. Every kid is spending all their allowance in Roblox. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. our friends yeah. can all attest that that's where all of their kids' allowance is going. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. but it's true. Like, kids aren't going to meet at the mall anymore. They're like going online and meeting in these virtual worlds. And that's where they want to look cool. And that's where they're spending money on their their digital avatar. And, you know, the two biggest worlds right now are, are Roblox and Fortnite. Fortnite has, I think, 330 million daily active users, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, Roblox, Roblox, I think is like a 10th of that. Roblox is like 36 million da- daily active users, but either way, it's like huge, right? Like it's huge. if you're a brand, yeah. you need to be there if you want to remain relevant. 
And what we're trying to do at Ventana is help automate that. So we can take your existing design and instantly deploy a version in Roblox or, or Fortnite. Because right now, you know, only the huge brands like Nike, Walmart have have just custom built these Roblox worlds mm-hmm. from the ground up. Well, that's great. Like, how much money does that cost? So not every brand, you know, can have access to that. Right. So we're trying to help automate getting designs in there. I think another thing that's really cool, iHeartMedia created iHeartLand in Roblox. Mm. And they have programmed content every day of the year. You know, they're a radio station. That's what they do. But they they have this like virtual concert every day in Roblox. And just like a real concert, if you're a brand, I believe you could do a deal with them for to do do a branded mm-hmm. sponsor. And I think that's a really that's cool a way placement. to start small. Yeah. Like you don't need to build mm-hmm. your build your own world like Nike, but you could participate in in iHeartland, which is cool. So, you know, I think this is all really relevant. You know, everyone obviously like the the NFT and crypto market had like a huge plunge, but but the technology is gonna be around for a while because what what crypto and NFTs enable is this interoperability. So right now I can buy a Gucci person Roblox, but it's stuck in Roblox. I can't take that anywhere. Mm-hmm. With blockchain, I own that Gucci purse and I can take that with me in my wallet into Fortnite or into these other yeah. virtual worlds. And you know that's coming and that's exciting because it really helps I think, increase the utility of these digital goods. And then, you know, the really creative stuff I've, I've seen too is it's it's almost people are using crypto and digital goods as like a rewards program, right? So you can earn, earn different, you know, I'm just making this up, Versace coin. And then you, yeah. you get that, then I get my Robux Versace purse, but it's kind of like building this, you know, cult following for people and, and just with like fun digital giveaways, so... Yeah, I'm really excited to see more of the brands coming together to wrap around the customer. And I think that that's something that the metaverse does really well that we just kind of fail to do here in the real world. There's so much more of a competitive landscape rather than a community. So I think that that's one of the big takeaways that I'm really excited to see over the next five years is just seeing these brands that used to hang together actually start playing together. When you're looking at the future of retail in in five years, eight years, because we don't come on, they're slow to adopt. Uh, <laughs> what world are you are what world are you envisioning as a founder? You're working towards like this is the version of the world that you see. And everybody kind of needs to take step one. And you're really helping them with welcome to the future. Yeah. I mean I I see all these amazing interactive 3D consumer experiences with 3D and augmented reality on e-commerce, as well as that same 3D asset within these virtual worlds. So maybe maybe if you buy a Nike shoe in the real world, it comes with that 3D version of the shoe that you can take in all these virtual spaces. So your your virtual avatar can be like your real life, you know, dressing. Um, right. But in order to do that, and in order to do that at scale, it it's so essential that it starts with that design. And so that every brand is like designing in 3D and using that across the retail value chain, because that's the only way it's going to work. If you're re- if you're having to recreate assets for every end use case, it, it's just not feasible or scalable. It's going to yeah, be way too scalable. expensive. 
Yeah. So, so, you know, that's what, you know, Ventana is trying to do with like our automatic optimization to convert what you have into whatever you need. And then we're also part of the Kronos Group, which is a nonprofit pushing standards for 3D to make this easier. So the JPEG of 3D. So everybody can can handle it. It's interoperable. Everybody takes the same thing. And there's startups like us in it, but also huge companies like Wayfair and Microsoft and NVIDIA and Autodesk. So there's a lot of people working together to kind of push these standards and and make it easier for everybody. So that's what I think is really important. And if you're a brand, don't be afraid to to test stuff out. Like that's the beauty of digital is like you can do A-B mm-hmm. testing and then remove it. It's okay. Like don't be afraid. It's, you know, that's my my biggest thing. Just make sure you set up and test, right? Um, yeah. Because then you'll learn and grow and, and you know. I'm, yeah. I'm thrilled to see so much more software coming in that is becoming more standardized and more scalable where the goal is to get it in and allow it to scale out so we can just move faster, right? We've moved pretty slow over the last 30 years when it comes to the internet to a static e-com store. We, have, we haven't really done much um, yeah. in, that, in that time period because yeah. back-end enterprise technology problems, I feel, you know, a lot at this makes a huge impact. Yeah, you know, that legacy IT infrastructure, right? And and we talk with so many clients who are like, well, I'm, you know, doing my PLM upgrade. That's going to take a year and a half. And <laughs> right. Oh my God. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's like our whole, our, that again, why we exist is, okay, well, we're headless. We can, we can upgrade your system to 3D in a day. We, we can mm-hmm. integrate, bolt on, yeah. go. You don't need to try to rewrite everything or replace stuff. Let's just like, you know, upgrade what you have because, yeah, these legacy systems are just hard to get rid of, and you don't want to do employee training of of new products. It's hard, and yeah, so we're we're trying to just plug in there because, yeah, at the end of the day, every system was built for only two D content in mind, and three yep. D right. just has right. its own. You know, you need a three D viewer if you're going to see three D on the. Mm-hmm. You need certain file formats if you're trying to do iOS versus Android because Apple always has to be different. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Uh, right. You know, but but we help automate that. And I'm kind of jumping around, but I know uh, just like another suggestion for brands who are starting to design in 3D. I think a, a big thing is to have a material library, a consistent material library that your whole team uses to make sure that, you know, if if someone's designing a brown leather bag, your other designer is using the same brown right in the same mm-hmm. same material and you know we've got the, there's companies that will scan their own materials using a product like Vizu, or you can use adobe substance adobe substance has thousands of digital materials that are great and amazing so that that's another place you can start that's not you know very expensive so yeah ashley let me ask you another question too you mentioned a couple of interesting things there what What's holding back most often? You know, when you start working with a new customer, what are you running into is are the top things that are holding them back and kind of preventing them from really embracing 3D? You mentioned a few things earlier. I'm just curious, you know, is it that legacy IT infrastructure that they feel like they have to overcome before they can get into this new field? Or are there other things, you know, what are the most common things you, you see that are, are really holding everyone back? 
Yeah. So I'd say, you know, initially it's that just skill set of designing in 3D. So, you know, there there's a lot of programs out there, both Clo and browser provide great training materials. They do different webinars. We actually do monthly webinars now to train people on like, you know, different 3D techniques. So there's that training aspect. Merrill actually has a really great program. So they, when they hire students out of school, you know, they're all coming in knowing 3D and software, but like, you know, they're, they're very green. And then they pair them with this mentor program with these older designers, you know, who've been doing it forever in the company who can teach them more, you know, the, the the traditional design skills they need, but it's just like pairing that's perfect, right? So then they can learn right. more of the 3D stuff. So I thought that was brilliant. So so that's initially it. And then once once you have that 3D design in-house, then it's like, oh yeah, crap, we have a thousand 3D models. We can't store them in any system that we currently <laughs> have. Like, what do we do with this? And like the digital product creation teams we talk to, they're like, yeah, I did all this beautiful work in 3D, but I'm sharing... 2D screenshots because there's no way I can like share a 3D model with someone. I'm like, that's awful. (laughs) So yeah, so that's, you know, that's when we come in and help and automate that workflow and make it easy for anybody to view and share and collaborate in in 3D. But, but yeah, and then the third, I'd say, you know, people are just sometimes afraid to try new things. So I'd, I'd say, you know, design, you know, work with your, you know, customer experience team on designing, you know, specific A-B tests and and say, you know, clarify what you're trying to define success as, you know, before you start. All stuff people know for changing yeah. any UX design, mm-hmm. right? But, but like, you know, apply it to 3D and do it. And, you know, we've, I've continually been surprised at, you know, even better outcomes than I thought with, with certain clients. So, but on the so flip if, side of that, sorry, I will say like, don't, don't be afraid. Like I have like, some clients are like, yeah, we did 3D, but it was like buried on the website because we were kind of like afraid. And I'm like, well, this is like destined to fail, you know? <laughs> so don't yeah. do that. Yeah, they were setting themselves <laughs> up to fail that way. Yeah. I see that a lot, actually. A lot of the innovative things that they're doing, there's this level of fear of putting it front and center because of this, gosh, fashion has the biggest fear of failure of any industry. <laughs> like, God, goodness gracious, I'm not putting it up front. We'll bury it here and see what if people like it. And I'm like, that's a terrible guide. Like, that's a terrible score. Like, put it front and center. There's been some brands that have launched some more immersive experiences or the 3D, and they're using a different URL. Mm-hmm. And they're putting it in marketing to take you to a different URL of the brand to keep you away from the limelight, but to do some testing. And I find it very interesting because, you know, coming in from more on the innovation and the tech side and that culture, it's push forward with full force and fail fast and iterate. And that's just not yeah. the, the culture that the retail industry has been able to embrace over years. So I see that yeah. starting to change more. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely changing. And I think, you know, people see first movers have first mover advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I've watched a lot of like Gary Vaynerchuk's videos. Love him. He's like, you know, built this like huge empire, but it started with his family wine business. And when email first came out, he was like, oh, I'm going to advertise with email. You know, this is when like no mm-hmm. one was getting emails. So you actually opened everything <laughs> You know, and it's like, like I got mail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was exciting. exciting. I got and email. It was so exciting. <laughs> yeah, it was, and and he like 
10x his family wine business by like the first ever email marketing, right? And then, you know, ended up growing this this huge marketing empire. But because he's not afraid to move first and he sees these new technologies and he implements them and iterates and tests and and there's a huge advantage to be that first mover for this stuff. Is is that one of the things you see when you start working with a customer and they get, you know, more used to using the tools that you're providing? Do you, do you see their confidence improving when it comes to 3D? And do they get, or do customers get more excited when they, you, you've given them one success through the system? And now do they want, are they ready to jump in right away and find the next thing that they can do with this and succeed at that and then keep building and building? Or do they still, do you still see retailers kind of having a very tempered approach and trying to go a little bit slower, even though they got that first success, but they're still cautiously approaching the next one? Yeah. And, and I will say, I mean, our, you know, we have an amazing team of like 3D experts who come from like the game engine space. And, and look, I get it. 3D is complex and new. And so, you know, we, we almost end up coming and, and being consultants some. And, you know, we, we can give you all that information, explain how this will all work to give you that confidence. And, and with almost all of our clients, you know, I think that's why we start with that like design and development phase and really show them, Hey, like, this is how you can easily manage and share internally. And they see that, you know, save time and costs and, and improve speed to market. And so that, and then they start using it with the sell-in meetings and wholesale and the buyers love it. So they're like, okay, this is great. And then they go to, to consumers. That tends to be the general class, right? But, you know, I don't know. D- Diesel went e-com first. They were great. I mean, they're, they, they're very innovative. So. They're very forward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's great. I mean, I have seen a lot of innovation in the PLM industry, just in general. Like I've seen hologram, like insane hologram technology, and it's come out of a PLM company, you know, so the consumer won't see it for years. But some of the capabilities and some of the things that are possible, definitely the innovation is happening internally for internal tools and i think it's important that just more people know that it's coming and in most cases it's already here and you just don't know about it because it is happening internally yeah and and it is coming i think this year we're going to see way more 3d on consumer facing experiences whether it's e-commerce partially because of what google's doing you know amazon is also starting to do 3d and ar we have an integration so we can publish 3d to amazon store not available to everybody yet but you know i I think as as big players like amazon google and others start to offer 3d it, it just becomes the standard that much faster you know, it's amazing. Right. Right. And so Ashley, we just one, one last thing before we close this out here, if you could leave listeners and, and viewers who will be watching on, on the YouTube channel with one key takeaway from everything we've talked about, what, what would that takeaway be? 3D is here and don't be afraid to experiment. It is adding real value to the bottom line of businesses today. So, you know, 3D is not just the future metaverse Roblox stuff, which yes, I I love that as a gamer and excited, but it is, you know, saving costs by replacing samples, increasing speeds of market, improving your consumer experience just on your e-com site, right? Like this, you don't, you don't have to go VR all the way. <laughs> you can do the baby <laughs> steps. So yeah, go in, go in steps and go in steps. 
<laughs> well, Ashley, this has been an amazing discussion. I mean, can't thank you enough for joining us today and having this conversation about what you're doing and what Ventana is bringing to retailers and brands with 3D capability. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. 100%. I'm so excited for the space to grow and to watch brands translate three aspects into their business. I just hope our listeners were inspired, intrigued, and with the value of 3D assets, it's time to wrap up this episode and wrap up 2D. <laughs> it is yeah. that time. If you enjoyed our show, please consider giving us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Remember to smash that subscribe button in your favorite podcast player so you don't miss a minute. And if you want to know more about what we talked about today, take a look at the show notes and handy links for more deets. I'm your co-host, Casey Golden. And if you'd like to connect with us, follow us on Twitter at KCC Golden and Ricardo underscore Belmar or find us on LinkedIn. Be sure and follow the show on Twitter at Retail Razor on LinkedIn and on our YouTube channel for the latest updates and content. I'm your host, Ricardo Belmar. Thanks for joining us. And remember, there's never been a better time to be in retail if you cut through the clutter. Until next time, this is the Retail Razor Show. <laughs>